Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. I'd like to welcome back on the program the one and the only fitness coach, Nathan Solier. Nathan, it's great to speak to you this week. How are you doing? you, Noreen. I'm doing well. What a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for, for giving up your time and, and sharing your, your vast knowledge with our listeners. Um, as we I'll work down, yes, that's right. As we work down the body, I think last week we talked about upper back pain. So this week we've got a, a special focus on lower back aches and lower back pain and also lower doses. So before we get to those, let's talk about some of the main causes of lower back pain that you've sort of come across with your clients. Um, yes, there, there is. Well, the, the, the causes are um, generally the, the, the of your core is not strong enough to be able to lift what you're trying to lift. So many people have, have hurt their back because they're lifting something too heavy or with poor force, or if they're not engaging their core while they are lifting something. So I've had both ends of the spectrum with people. Some people that are lifting too heavy and not being able to draw their navel in their spine and I think we talked about this last week of being able to engage your core while you are bending forward. Um, but there's also the other side is, is like engaging your core when you are picking something up that's really light. And that's where, it, you know, some people have become unstuck as well when they're going to pick up a piece of paper and their back goes out because they're not drawing their navel in towards their spine and putting their spine in what we call a neutral position before they lift. So, Another another cause can be like the lack of exercise, so the too much sitting down in a chair. So I find, you know, when people do sit in a chair for long periods of time, they, they uh, you know, they must begin around their core become weaker, and because of the posture that they're sitting in their chair, also puts pressure on their discs too. And also, yeah, you mentioned a really good point, bad posture, um, sitting at their desk and just sort of slouching forward and then all that weight sort of sinks to the bottom of your spine. And then when you suddenly get up and you stretch your back and you think, oh, I've pulled something. Well, well that, that's yeah. happened <laughs> before. And you oh, think absolutely. It's, it's a good thing to stretch out your body, but because you've been sort of hunched over for so long, all that, I don't know, weight distribution or, um, or, or, or just improper posture just sort of... Um, uh, hurts your back when you stretch it out. Yeah, and, and a lot of people forget that you know even though um, stretching does alleviate pain, it's only half of the solution. And so the other half of the solution is is being able to get that corrective part or the stability part, so that way we can strengthen the discs. Um, you know, I, I you know before we had a talk, I was sort of thinking about you know, oh, well, how do we create that stability? And that stability is. Um, is around the joint, but also through the range of motion that the joint has as well. So, for example, is, is that you know if you are um, if, if you're throwing a um, a ball or if you are um, in a, a position you're you're running, for example, those discs in your lower back and, and in your shoulder have to be strong range movement of that joint. Because if it's not strong throughout that range of movement, then the, the, the joint becomes unstable and it rinse, risks the chance of being pinched. Oh, that sounds so painful. Um, can you, I mean, we've, we've, I'm sure most of our listeners have maybe at some point in their life experienced uh, lower back pain. Um, what are some of the treatments for, for a sprained lower back? Have you ever hurt your lower back before, Nathan? And sort of how long was the recovery well, uh, the first time I hurt my lower back was when I was 13 and I was playing rugby. 
And, um, and, and the doctor said to me, just, and, you know, within a three-week period, the pain just disappeared. But that set me up for later on in life because I hadn't done any rehabilitation or I hadn't done any, uh, a corrective movement. When I was 13, I started picking up bad habits. And so when I turned around 26, I think it was about 26, I picked up a, I picked up a barbell and I blew my back by doing deadlifts. And deadlifts, even though they're a great exercise to, to strengthen, perform, yeah, to strengthen they, your they're, back. They're, absolutely. But if you do it with poor form, and if you have weak yeah. glutes, then you run the risk of lifting with a naked spine. And that's where I've seen a lot of people become unstuck because, you know, they want to do this deadlift, which is a great exercise to be able to to their lower back, but they tend to go too heavy and they put their back in a position where, you know, the discs um, are put too much pressure on it. It's sort of like squeezing toothpaste out of a, um, you know, out of a, 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 a tube. <laughs> it, it blows that disc and, and we've had bulging discs or slip discs. So if you've ever... That's really painful. I've never had a slip disc before, but I've ha- I know people who've had it. It's so painful. Yeah. And because the thing is, is like, you know, if even if you don't do it today, if you continue to keep doing, you're putting micro traumas through those discs. And as you keep putting micro traumas through those discs, the discs start to break down dramatically. So eventually one day, sorry, you, gradually, it, each, every time you do go lift and you're doing it poorly, then what you're doing is that, that, that disc under more and more strain until that day you may be too tired, you may be dehydrated, or, or the um, weather's too um, cold. I know I've said this or, before or on the program, cold. but it really does yeah. happen. Yeah, or you're just not warm enough. Yeah. So, you know, you, you've got to be really wary of, first of all, are my discs stable? And if they're not stable, if you're not doing any kind of Pilates-based exercises or core-based exercises, do getting those into your program. Um, the other one that you want to be be strengthening with um, with your lower back pain is um, strengthening your obliques, and your obliques are you know the size. If your listeners are not sure, is, is the, they're the muscles on the side of your body. You know, oh, people call them like the love the, the muffin tops. Yes, the, the love muffin hand. top exactly. Yes, love so you know what exactly. So you know, even doing these exercises will be able to make that really strong. No, you, you know, not reduce, but what we can do is, is like if we can strengthen those muscles, then we can engage those muscles and it'll make your waist look thinner. So obliques are really important. And the other one is, is like if you are lordotic, now we haven't discussed lordosis yet. So when your back has got a big curve in it, an exaggerated curve in it, this is what we call lordosis. And you can get a very good idea is, is like if you stand in front of a mirror and you turn sideways and you can see your bum sticking out and you've got this curve in your lower back or even resting your back against the wall and trying to slip your hand underneath your lower back. If your hand slides all the way through, you have what we call lordosis. Now, it's not a, a disease, okay? So just so the readers don't, you know, sorry, the listeners don't get freaked out. They're like, oh my God, I've got lordosis. What do I do about it? Well, the, the, the shape of the spine, we, the shape of the spine yeah. also can affect sort of your chances or probability of getting back pain. So lordosis. Yes. Sorry. Go on, Nathan. Correct. So, so when you have this, this exaggerated curve, because we have this exaggerated curve, there's muscles on there that are tight that are creating this curve. And obviously with those muscles being tight, there's muscles on you being weak that are allowing this curve to happen. 
And so the muscles that get really weak with the Lord God, with the Lord's back, is your bum. And so that's that really S-shaped spine. Some people really have that really S-shape, um, sort of their yeah. bum sticking out. That's lordosis. That's and, right. It's the bottom side. It's the bottom part of the S. The S shape. So when that sticks out, then your glutes are weak. So you want to get exercises that are going to strengthen your glutes. Now, if you're not sure what types of exercise, you can go to my YouTube channel, and then you'll be able to find exercises on strengthening your your glute mass which is your big part to your, to, your, to your bum, and then your glute med, which is the side piece, which is a stabilizer of the as well. So if you're combining those glutes as well as the obliques, then you're halfway there. And then, of course, the next thing is, is, is getting that, those lower abdominal spine because, because of the lower back has got that S-shape. Your lower abs, which is the lower part of your six-pack, they're weak. And so what we need to do is strengthen those so that way we tuck your pelvis underneath and the back becomes a little flatter. Now, a lot of people argue, oh, but you don't want it too flat. Of course, you don't want it too flat. But what you want to be able to do is you want to train, you want to train those lower abdominals so that way when you take a step, you actually stabilize that lower part of your pelvis so that way the back doesn't arch too much, which like, you know, when we have too much curve, it can pinch nerves in your lower back. And you know how I mentioned before is, is that, um, you know, to stabilize a joint, you need to stabilize it through the entire range of that movement. So using um, a lower abdominal exercise, or you can see on my, my YouTube channel, I've got a, a, a biofeedback mechanism in there. And that is also able to teach you to not only engage your lower abs while you are moving or, or walking, but it also stabilizes that joint throughout the range of motion of the movement of, of the of the walking pattern or the running pattern or whatever pattern that you want to try and you, you you're trying to master. So they're the really important ones: lower abdominals, obliques, and your and your glutes, your bum. Nathan, uh, so people with lordosis, is it something that they're born with, or is it sort of something that they develop over time with bad posture and it sort of exaggerates it, or is it just something that people are born with? That's a really good question. It's a combination of both. So generally, people who have lordosis and they've gotten pain from lordosis, they've probably had it since birth and they just haven't done anything about it. Like I see that on my daughter. You know, my daughter, she, she has a, a, a really curved arch in her lower back. Her tummy pushes out. And part of the reason why is because she's just got really weak abs, and, and that's what, how she was born. You know, the, you know, like and I noticed a lot of dancers have that as well. Um, absolutely. Yeah, it's, and, and, absolutely. Gym, and gymnasts as well. It's sort of the whole curved spine, and it just it somehow enhances their form. So they're born with that. Does that mean they're more prone to lower back issues? Yeah, well, um, so generally... If you have this lordosis in your lower back, if you are a dancer or your gymnastics or even, you know, like a sprinter also has it as well, if your lower abdominals are really strong, it generally won't affect your lower back so much, even having this lordosis in your lower back. But it's sort of like, it's sort of like balancing on the edge of a cliff, right? So at the moment, you're standing on the edge of the cliff, your lower abdominals are strong enough to be able to keep you on that side of the cliff. But if you stop exercising, and your lower abdominals generally will weaken if you are lordotic, uh, and your and, and your hip flexors, which are the driver of the hip, tend to get stronger. It pulls that lordosis into even more. It's called hyperlordosis, 
it can create more tension on your lower back, and that's when we can blow a disc. Oh, wow. And you can Hyper-low doses. That must mean yeah. your, the spine is super S-shape. Really. And the thing is, is when it's really that, that curve, what actually happens is those lower discs in your lower back may shift forward over the, you know, over the, the discs underneath it. And so it, it not necessarily um, uh, it sever the spine, but it will actually pinch the nerves in the spine. So you imagine the spine's got this big hole through the middle of it and it's got all of your, you know, all of your, uh, your, your nerves running through it, much like a cable. Um, you know, much like the wires inside of the, um, uh, you know, the, the, the cable that you plug into the wall, you know, you've got the plastic around it. Now, can you imagine that all of that plastic, inside, all of the plastic on the outside shifts? And so it pulls on, the, on the, the nerves on the inside or the electrical cords on the inside of the spine, and it pinches against the spine underneath it or the, the vertebrae underneath it. That's when we can get really severe back pain. So it's really important to be able to keep those lower abdominals strong. And I find um, people that are, have, have got a belly, um, oh, yeah. women, women who've had babies, um, and especially if those women have had babies and had a C-section, are more prone to it than, you know, the rest of the population. So just to answer your question to, you know, with, are we born with it or, or is, it, is it over lifestyle? It's a combination of both. You can actually have that. You can actually have a normal back while you were young, but because of the exercises you do and or the the the, the, the lack of core strength that you have, that that um, the lordosis can become even more exaggerated. So you've just got to be um, if if you do know that you have lordosis, um, if you do know you have lower back pain, then what you want to be able to do is, is like I said, work through those three things: your lower abdominals, your obliques, as well as your glute max. Yeah. Um, what about, this is slightly related, so the opposite of that would be a flat back. Would that have the opposite problem? Or, or if you have a flat back, is that, is that better for your... Oh, yeah. Yep, it okay. is. So you, when you have the reverse, then what actually happens is your glutes become tight, your hamstrings become tight, your hip flexors become weak, and, um, uh, and your lower abdominals become tight. So it's actually reverse of the other way. And you can actually have lower back pain, not only having a flat back, but also cur- a, a, a curved back as well. So a so normal back. I mean, you don't want lordosis, but you also don't want a flat back. You want a sort of normal curvature. That's right. And the, <laughs> the best way to know is, is when you lean against the wall and you put your hand behind your lower back. Just rest your, your head against the wall, slide your hand along, the, along your back at the, between the wall and your lower back. If your hand goes up to the knuckle and it can't go any further, that's perfect. If your hand slides all the way through, then you've got lordosis. If your hand can't even get in behind your lower back, then that's what we call a flat back. And the flat back can cause damage on the other side of the spine as opposed to, you know, what we have is lordosis, you know, on the other, on the other side. So, um, they're both equally bad because, of course, they both cause pain. Yeah. And if you don't address, like I said, the underlying issues of strengthening the muscles that are weak and stretching the muscles that are tight, then that pain will not only stay, it may get worse. Okay. Well, well. final question. Nathan, you've recommended some really good exercises and movements and stretches that we can do. But, of course, the other side of the equation is sleeping. And I know you talk a lot about sleeping uh, sometimes. When we've got lordosis or lower back pain, 
How should we be sleeping? Should we be sleeping on our side? Should we be sleeping on our back? Should we have something sort of um, a flat pillow or something a bit wedged between our back and the uh, and, and the bed? How should we be sleeping if we have lower back pain? If you have lordosis in your lower back, then I would recommend lying on your side. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. If you are, if you've got a flat back, then I recommend lying on your back. And a slight pillow just to you know lift up your spine and put that curvature back. I would expect. Yeah, you can. You can. You can even put a, a slight towel underneath yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, towel. But just be wary. Just be wary. Is is that you know if you are flat back to generate the 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 force to be able to cur to curve that flat back is quite a lot and it has to be done over a long period of time. I've had, you know, I've had the same situation before. I went to the plane and I thought, oh, you know, I'll get this curvature, you know, this thing that I can put on my lower back support it, and my back was screwed. So I do recommend being able to get a, um, uh, if you're going to do that, is just put that underneath your lower back, just only for like maybe 20 or 30 minutes, and then you can take it away. And then, then try it the next night, do 20 or 30 minutes. But try to start, you know, try to sleep on your back when you've got a flat back and lying on your side when you've got a, uh, you know, when you've got a, a curved lower back. And that's a really good point. You can actually put a pillow between your legs as well. That also supports yeah. it. I find with women who've, who've got, you know, obviously they've got wider hips than what men have. I find that being able to prop their, their knees up a little bit higher alleviates a lot of stress on their glutes. Absolutely, yeah. That that reminds me because what, what, especially um, for, for pregnant ladies, or I should imagine the same goes for people who who have lower back pain and and maybe slightly overweight. I, I don't know. Lying on your side, usually the left side, so that it gets more oxygen pumping through your body. But also having a pillow or having a, a cushion wedged between your legs can also alleviate some of the pain and the pressure um, on your lower back because that's how they advise um, pregnant women to sleep. So I, I think. The same would work for for those with lower back pain. Absolutely, absolutely. But like I said before, is is like the first things uh, you know. You you also want to address that problem because the thing is is like if you're not addressing it and all you're trying to do is wrap yourself in cotton wool by getting yourself into a nice position by mm. sleeping, then all you're doing is just you're, you're you wake you're, up you're feeling just, the pain again. Yeah, yeah, you're all you're doing is is postponing something that you really need to address today. So I say to people, listen to the pain teacher. If the pain teacher says that you know you, you've got pain in your lower back then you need to go and see someone to be able to address it, to be able to, to, to correct it now because you don't want that pain going on for years. If it goes any longer than seven or eight years, generally you can't reverse the, the, the process back to zero. You may be able to reduce it a little bit, but you want to be able to attack it as soon as you can. For me, whenever I'm in pain, I'm straight to the doctor, physio, chiropractor, osteopath, and then applying all the things that I need to be able to do to correct whatever posture defect that I have. Exactly. Uh, um, very wise words. Well, Nathan, for some of our listeners who want to find out more about you and your work, have you got some social media that we can follow you on and also your YouTube channel? Oh, absolutely. You can go to my Instagram, which is Elite PT Studio, or you can go to my Facebook, which is also Elite PT Studio. Excellent. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Wishing you and your family and uh, your team a very happy holiday, very happy Christmas. And we'll be speaking to you after the holidays. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye for now.